You know what I love, Lindsay? What do you love? My cats, Winnie and Potus. I also love Kelly and Jeff's cats. We spent many days in Nashville with Kelly and Jeff's cats. Buster and Lila. Shout out to Buster and Lila. Also sweet. Honestly, I don't love them as much as my own, but that's to be expected. Wow. But I still love them. The only thing I don't like about cats is cleaning up their litter box, which is why Arm & Hammer created a new cloud control litter. No, that has nothing to do with like the cloud as in like the cloud. There's no cloud of nasties when I scoop. It's 100% dust free, free of heavy perfumes and helps reduce airborne dander from scooping. So what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. New cloud control cat litter by Arm & Hammer. I just got what that meant. What? I thought it was like something to do with the actual clouds. And I understand when you scoop, the cloud of poopy goes in your face. It's like poopy litter. That doesn't exist anymore with Arm & Hammer cloud control cat litter. Got it. You get it now? Yeah, that sounds great. Get me out of this cloud. (laughs) You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is um, regularly scheduled programming. Who's there? Uh, our weekly call in <laughs> show where people call. Well, you know, because we've been in Nashville. Um, we are back home, thank God. This is Who's There? Um, our weekly call in show where you can call 619 Who Them to leave questions, comments, concerns, uh, you know, goss that we can't play on the pod. Our favorite actual, our favorite kind of call. The good um, stuff. The real, the real, good the stuff. real juicy good oh, stuff. Oh, we get good. <laughs> like, get instead good of stuff. us making stuff up, it's real people calling with yeah. facts. And then, you know, I pour a glass of coffee and then, you know, sidle up to my desk and play the calls. Um, <laughs> sidle up. Sidle up, sidle up, sidle up. Five, four, three, two, one. Level up, level up, level up, level up, level up. When does her Harvard stint start? She already graduated. <laughs> I'm sorry, right, because it was only three days. Sierra graduated. <laughs> She graduated. You know, Josh's bartending class is longer than Sierra at Harvard. That's what I literally said to you when you were like, Josh is taking a five-day bartending class. And I was like, that's longer than Sierra will be in school. He's really excited, but he's doing more coursework than Sierra and Chip and Joanna Gaines. Or is it just Chip? I don't really understand. I think Chip and Joanna might be not at the school. They might be like guest speakers. I swear to God, I've I've tried to do research a thousand times to see who they're talking about and what they're right. specifically doing. It is so no, but this is now after it's so unclear as to who is in the school and who is like doing a guest, a guest lecture stint. or something. I swear to God, Harvard is just doing this they're for publicity. Scammers. No, it's true. I think it works both ways. Like the people do it for publicity, and then Harvard does it for publicity because mm-hmm. I've seen more like media about Sierra and Chip and Joanna going to Harvard than I have on anything that came out this week. I haven't heard about, I haven't heard this much about Sierra since like she gave birth to baby future. Literally. You know? Like since, or since she, she married Russell since Wilson. Since she broke up with future and, and got with Russell. Like it had, or, or when people found out that her and Russell were waiting for marriage to have sex, that was the most publicity oh, yeah. that she's gotten since. And now it's going to be diminishing returns. Like no other celebrities, other celebrities are going to do it. And it's going to be like Hamilton. You know, like pretty soon, like we're going to, we got Ciara at Harvard. We got the Gaineses at Harvard. We're going to get a Jonas brother at Harvard, but then it's going to be like, oh, we got like Emma Roberts at Harvard. Right. Like, last oh, we got year, Leah Michelle at it Harvard. was Channing Tatum was there last year and Katie Holmes was there like two years ago or something. Like I'm telling you, it's, it's literally this Hamilton, like who liberty scheme going down the ladder. Every celebrity's like, I want to go to Harvard. Josh Gad is going to be at Harvard in like a year. We're going to be like, oh, Harvard's over. Like five this three years. day Harvard's this three day Harvard's. I'm telling you, it is such a scam. Um, but I want to begin with 
one of the many, 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 many calls we got about uh, problematic explorers, we said, all explorers are bad except Sacagawea, but it turns out we missed the actual best one, although she's fictional. Let's play. Let's play a call. Okay, so you're looking for a non-problematic explorer and like, hello, Dora. What does that say that Dora, a fictional uh, uh, tween? How old is Dora? A, a I think toddler? she's a tween. Maybe, Maybe she's, didn't they age her up? Didn't they just age her up? Like now she's like fully a teen. Like yeah. Now she's like 18. So literally she's in a movie. Dora is the only, so that means there are basically no problem, no not problematic explorers. Yeah, I think at, so. That exists because no historian called us and was like explorers. And we were talking about explorers because of the Eddie Bauer thing, right? Diego doesn't explore, right? He's just the cousin. <laughs> well, she has lots also of Diego. sidekicks. I mean, there's also like a monkey in a blanket or whatever. <laughs> Honestly, the monkey is less problematic than like anyone who explored the United States. So. Of course. So explorers by nature are real explorers by nature are always problematic. Yeah. Dora is not really. She's exploring, but she's more like solving problems. Hey, who wake me? Um, first time. First time. First time. Short time. Anyway, um, I just am calling in. I have a fog delay and I want to talk about Rydag Holmbo. He was my professor in London for a short time and he was such a weirdo. He lives on a houseboat. And he wears with these big plaid pants and like dirty, like old white dad shoes, you know. Um, he always spoke super quietly, and his background on his computer was of his houseboat, and that's all he ever talked about. Um, yeah, so kind of not what I pictured with Holland Bottom Carter, but whatever, I guess, it's for life. All right, crunch, crunch. Um, that's exactly what I pictured with Helen Bottom Carter. <laughs> right. What are you talking about? This guy who always talks about his houseboat and then his desktop background is his houseboat i houseboat I, guy I, like was crying are you kidding? listening to that helena oh, bottom God, carter help. with a houseboat guy makes She's perfect houseboat sense. guy houseboat guy i've never met a houseboat guy but i un- but when you said like he only talks about his houseboat i f- immediately got a flash of knowing what a houseboat guy is i was like oh god that's rydak Holmbull. oh my god and also Rydag somebody Holmbull. i think somebody was like it's pronounced dog so it's ride dog because it's you know norwegian I love when the the six degrees of separation thing really, really proves itself on our podcast, where we just talk about this random dude who's dating Helen Bonham Carter, and someone goes, he was my professor. And he loves his help. weird (laughs) details. Next call. Still sounds pretty hot. Hey, um, Josh Gad is Bryce Dallas Howard's kid, godfather. Crunch, crunch. Did we know that? No, but it makes so much sense. It makes sense because we can do this really quickly. Bryce Dallas Howard's husband. What's his name? Um, Seth Gable. Seth Gable. Seth Gable and Josh Gad grew up together in Florida. And a funny thing, they grew up in Hollywood, Florida. And now they Hollywood, live in Florida. Hollywood, that's right near Boca Raton, which is right mm-hmm. near where my grandparents used to live. <laughs> maybe they knew Josh Gad. Maybe your parents. Hollywood, Florida. Inter- maybe your grandparents interacted with Josh Gad and uh, Seth Gable. So. Through this childhood friend, Josh Gad became best friends with Bryce Dallas Howard and then became yes. godfather to their kids. Their child. Her yes. kids. Pop quiz, who is Bryce Dallas Howard's godfather? Who is her godfather? Yeah, I think we've talked about this before, but Fonzie? do you remember? Yeah, that's right. You got yeah. it. Well, that's... I Henry mean, Winkler. First of all, amazing guess. But yeah, great godfather, Henry Winkler. Pretty good. What a, yeah. what a good guy. So honestly, Josh He's Gad canceled, right? is probably a great canceled? godfather. Winkler? No, not yet. Yeah, no? I mean... Okay. I guess it's just a ticking time bomb for the all algorithm of them. Con- that controls that is, you know, it's unlike it's very unlikely that he hasn't been, but no, he hasn't been. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. First time, long time. 
I'm calling to tell you that Antarctica's Taylor Dome is so much cooler than Taylor Lautner's Taylor Dome. I got my PhD in isotope geochemistry, and what's so great about the Taylor Dome is that the bubbles in the ice core actually preserve CO2 from thousands of years ago, and we can use that to reconstruct climate throughout Earth's history. And so this is how scientists are able to prove that, yes, climate has fluctuated in um, throughout Earth's history, but that the rate of change is so much faster now, which is why climate change is so problematic. For example, those Dansgaard Osher events that are periods of, I think, like rapid warming occur every 1,500 years, according to the Taylor Dome, whereas the warming of today is only over a period of like 200 years. And so that's why um, current climate change is such a problem. So without places like the Taylor Dome, it would be really difficult to know about the history of climate change, which is why it's so cool. Anyways, I hope this wasn't too deranged of a voicemail. I love you guys. R.I.P. Scar Joe, Yummy Pop, Crunch Crunch. That phone call was the opposite of deranged. I know. That, I love it. I love when a, when a smart person calls. I like listening to that call makes me so happy to know that somebody who would know that and be able to explain it so clearly listens to this podcast. It makes Think me really proud. That. Very that like a Tony Collette in the car in Sixth Sense. Also, what if your name was Taylor Dome and you realized you were so like much less useful and important than a like a place in Antarctica called the Taylor Dome? I changed my name. I, I changed change my name my to like name. Rydag Dome. I would just change my name to like Taylor L Dome. I'm like, oh no, there's an L in there or something. Taylor like, Douglas. Taylor, just Taylor Douglas. I love that Bobby loves the new Katy Perry song because it was produced by Zed. So Bobby <laughs> is still the only Zed stan. In America. I mean, I love that. But. I had no idea that Never Really Over was a Zed song, a Zed joint. Did I mean, you? there are 35 writers on that song. Well, One he's is the producer. Zed. There's right. only two the producers. Producer. But to be fair to you, you did not like her failed single with Zed. Which one was that? 365. Oh, no. Uh, it was the fine. The first attempt. It was fine. It was fine. Um, but I, did it you wasn't hear the, good. Have you been listening to the, uh, or have you been looking on Twitter that Zed is, Zed is sort of canceled? He got canceled yesterday. Right. Well, he got canceled by Hillary Duff's husband. By Hillary Duff's husband, Matthew Coma. Was of like, all Zed, people. Zed took credit for lyrics he didn't write. And he went on a really long notes app rant. He, okay, people, look, that's the, the Cliff's Notes version. We don't need to get into it because honestly, uh, it's Maybe we'll get into boring. it next week though. Maybe we'll get into it next week whenever there's more. Because I, I don't really want to get into it until Zed gives a response, which he certainly will. Um, but what really bugged me about Matthew Coma's thing is that, again, okay, you have to know how to apologize correctly. Use notes app. Number one, Matthew Coma did that or make a statement. He used notes app. Great. It took him four screenshots because there was so much notes app. Edit your note down to one notes app screenshot. Learn well, that. Okay. One thing that I don't like though. It could be four, but it's got to be in one tweet. He did four in two tweets Across two tweets, so he really did eight screenshots. Eight. But then what really pissed me off is he didn't hide the keyboard. He so didn't the hide keyboard, the keyboard. Took up all the space. The it took up all the space. Matthew Coma, you could have done this in one tweet because you took up half of the space with the keyboard in all eight screenshots. Yeah, How you got to hide the keyboard. That? You got to hide the keyboard. And also, can't you make the text smaller in Notes app? Can you? Maybe you could uh, also make the text now, yeah. smaller on your phone. On your phone. It would phone. make the text smaller. Then you could fit more in your screenshot what are these 
what are these people thinking? I it's just, almost like I they're focusing it. on the message, not on the aesthetic. But that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing about Matthew Coma's uh, lengthy What's your rant about Zed thing about is that Matthew he goes Coma's is that the number one. Uh, the keyboard thing is especially annoying when you look at this. Look at this. Twitter's automatic thumbnails use the bottom, so it's just keyboard. Um, I sent oh it to you. Oh my god, you're right. It just the looks four, like four thumbnails keyboards. look like four Dear keyboards. Dear Z Part One, keyboard, 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 keyboard. Hi. So we need to talk about the hot priest. I just finished binging both seasons one and two of Fleabag, and I hope you guys get flooded with calls about Andrew Scott, the hot priest, because he needs to be discussed. XO, love you. Okay, Lindsay, you've watched Fleabag. I have not. Tell me. I don't think you've watched any of the things that this guy has been in. No, none of them. So you've never watched watched Sherlock? Fleabag. I never watched Sherlock. I never watched Black... Well, I've watched a couple episodes of Black Mirror, but it really makes me upset, so I stopped watching Black Mirror. So you, and, and you don't... You've never seen him anything else that's British because he's like no. a British guy. No. Or, well, he's... I think he's British. Well, I, I'm now I'm thinking like, is he Irish? Um, either way, <laughs> he's, he's in the British <laughs> world of... Is he Irish? Is the... <laughs> What's his name? Moriarty? Matthew Scott. Oh. Okay, so... No, is is his name Matthew Scott? No, his name is not Matthew Scott. What's his name? Why is it not on my extensive research? You put all this research in here. Oh, that's so me. Andrew Scott. Andrew Scott. His name is Andrew Scott. But I just, for a minute, I just like had a flash that he was like Welsh or something. Not that it okay. matters. He's Irish. He's, he's Irish. Irish. Okay, he's I knew Irish. it. Okay, yeah. He oh, has... I've seen this guy. That's the guy who's the priest? Yeah, so... Oh, I've seen him in something. This guy's been around forever. He's like a classically trained, very professional stage actor who became famous in England. But like, I think Sherlock is huge universally, um, maybe just not in America as much as elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Sherlock is the show with Benedict Cumberbatch. That was how he got into America. And and Mm -hmm. that's like the thing that everybody is like, oh, um... Well, on Sherlock, he's the. It's like that's Sherlock heads know, and so he played okay. the villain on Sherlock. You would love Sherlock. I don't know why you haven't watched it. It's like extremely. I probably good. love Sherlock. I probably love Sherlock. And it's extremely yeah. short. It's like done in kind of like like special limited series kind of like there's not that many episodes. Anyways, he played the villain, but he played this like very cheeky, like funny, cheeky. sly villain. Okay. And then he played the pot priest in Fleabag season two, which I also watched, which is really fantastic. And he plays this like hot priest and you should watch that. It's it's very fun. And so, I think people became obsessed with him because um, it was like a very sexy character. Okay. So I have seen two things he's been in. One of them, <laughs> Pride. Great yes. movie. Yeah. Great movie. Pride. And Spectre. Terrible movie, but he's in that. He's C. So- Oh, you! Oh, the um, Bond, the James Bond, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. I mean, he. I think he's like a very. I love him. He would be a character actor if he didn't have these two kind of like, I like big that he's roles. Gay. Yeah, and I didn't know he was gay. Surprise. I really didn't know who he was. <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! He's gay. Happy Pride! Happy well, Pride! I mean, he's gay. Nobody would care that he was gay unless everybody was really everybody was very sexualizing him because of Fleabag because he mm-hmm. has a relationship with the 
flea bag. So it wouldn't matter that he was- With the flea bag. Is she the flea bag? Is the flea bag her, her, or is it like her house, or is it just like- She's she the flea bag? She's flea bag. Is her name flea? Is her name like- No. uh, Is her name like, uh, what, is her name like a pun? No. Is it Lee? No. Okay. I don't know if her name was like Lee, and then they call her flea bag. I don't know. Her name isn't Lee. What are you talking about? I don't know. Her, her, she's Fleabag, but like, <laughs> do people call her Fleabag? No one really like, hey, calls Fleabag. her anything. No, no one really calls her anything. Does she have a name? No, it's Fleabag. No, I'm never gonna. Her get, character doesn't have a name. I'm never gonna get you to watch this. Am Does I? her character have a name? Yes, it's Fleabag. No, I mean a real name. But that's why he's called the priest. Like nobody's called by any of their names. Oh, so she just straight up doesn't have a name. Oh, yes, her name is <laughs> Phoebe Waller-Bridge as Fleabag, a troubled young woman living in London. <laughs> Olivia Coleman as Fleabag's godmother. What? Oh, you're, you would love... Who's now in a relationship with Fleabag's father. Yes. Her name is just straight up Fleabag? Yes. But they don't call her... F- like. Uh... Is is there some weird British thing where it's actually pronounced like Flebig? No. <laughs> you know, like back it's some to, classic no, old English guy. name. Flebig. So he's also in this episode of Black Mirror that came out this week with the three that came out. The one with like Miley Cyrus that was terrible. And then the two others, which I actually thought were pretty good. He was in one of those. He plays a like a Lyft driver who goes nuts. Okay. Okay. So he is like a never gonna watch that thing but i kind of feel like he's a prestige irish actor so i kind of feel like he's not gonna really i don't know if he's gonna become what you guys want him to become you know like he's right. i think he might take the I route see. of um simon Pegg or um who's oh. martin who played who was in sherlock with benedict cumberbatch who played his sidekick what's his name you're who who are you asking What's his name? Martin Hobbs Martin Freeman. Oh, Martin Freeman. So he's gonna be a Martin Freeman type. Hobbs. What What's I, his name? Watson. Watson. But you get what Watson. I'm saying. Like Martin had... Freeman is Watson and Sherlock. No one told me these things. I'm. What am I gonna have you. to subscribe to BritBox? God, that's my future. Have to subscribe to BritBox. I'm telling you. I so thought I th- BritBox was a joke the first time I saw. What a is BritBox? BritBox? You never seen the commercial for BritBox? No. BritBox is the BBC app where you subscribe to BritBox for $10 a month and then you get all the BBC shows on your TV. Sounds great. But the commercial looks fake. The commercial looks like an SNL thing, like parodying the number of things you can subscribe to. I'm here for that. There's so many good <laughs> shows that are like impossible to watch. Well, then maybe we need BritBox to be a sponsor of our thing. And then I can catch up on Sherlock. So really the only thing there's really not a lot about this guy like it's it's actually interesting like he's very private he's a hunk that's he's it a, he's, he's a, hunk. a he's hunk. hunk he's a cutie he was on sherlock if you liked him on this show you could go watch sherlock but right I not a hunk say, a cutie he's a cutie i mean he's, he's a cutie he's got like a sly look i would say he's a, got a very irish thing going on mm-hmm. i knew he wasn't like strictly british but he's in a lot of british media are priest monks like chic now are they gonna like show up on Everlane now? Like, wear, dress like a priest. Oh my Are God, they like I hot now because so, of Fleabag? The whole thing about priests, like smocks, is that you gotta like take them off. You gotta take them off. Right. I don't think that Everlane does sell priest smocks, and honestly, I can't tell you if they ever will. But they do sell really good stuff right now that Lindsay and I all love. I got their shorts. Really excited to wear my Everlane shorts. Real, I wore my Everlane shirt to my first panel. Ooh, did you see that? Someone panel culture. Me, what, where's your shirt from? And I said, Duh, it's, it's from Everlane. Panel my culture. Linen, 
My lim- my linen vertical stripe shirt. Uh, I still wear. It's still carry my Everlane tote. I've got my um, Everlane rain jacket on lock because apparently it's gonna rain this week. <laughs> and it's light. The great thing about it, it doesn't make it really hot, so you can wear it and you don't like sweat underneath it. Like I a hate lot of that with raincoats. Everlane only makes premium essentials using the finest materials without traditional markups. They want you to know what you're paying for and why. They tell you the real cost. They're radically transparent about every step in the process. From the materials they use to ethical factories they work with, no matter your style preference, Everlane's clothes look better, cost less, last longer because Everlane sells directly to you. Their prices are 30 to 50% lower than traditional retailers. Um, You know what Lindsay and I love. We talk about them all the time. But right now, you can check out our personalized collection at everlane.com slash who to be reminded. Plus, you'll get free shipping on your first order order that's everlane.com slash who everlane.com slash who um hi weekly um just wanted to call and ask um who's relatively net and live um on e so yeah anything else apparently they're friends with the kardashians but that's all we know all right bye good fun dollars i had never heard of this until Lindsay started talking about them because of our friend Kate Dries's piece in Vice that it kind of explains what's going on with Nat and Liv. I truly had never heard no, of them. No, I hadn't either. I just saw the I saw the commercial for their show and was like, who is this? Who are these women? The moment you open up this can of worms, you're like, uh, the, the worms just sort of like lazily start covering your whole body. It's not even like they spring out. They just start... No. drowning you and they're just like, like hey what's hi going it's on? weird it's me the worms and they're in all your stuff and it's like hi watch e we're the worms that's nat and live and wait, it's th- such a nightmare wait these worms they come out of the can that you open well, you know, like, and they're like slowly wriggling but you right, why aren't writhing. you getting rid of them well, no, you because they're everywhere, and it's like, oh my god, I keep finding these worms because you keep remembering that and lip because you know, like a can of worms, like when you open it, they yeah. like plus bling. Like I know, I know. This can isn't of worms. that; they're not spring loaded worms. They're, they're like the slow. They're like kind of day. They're like day drunk worms and they who just, just like, got done tanning. You open you know? your cabinet to get some like cereal, and they're like, nah, and the worms nah, are like, hi, nah, nah, and they're nah, with their cousins nah. or their brothers, and it's like, these hi, are our cousins, our family. <laughs> Watch it on E. Sundays at 10. I don't really think of like them as my cousins or like my siblings. Like we have different last names, but we're all one big. It's very unhealthy. They were wags wags. Or they were wags adjacent. They were wags cast members, but they weren't actually What's wives or girlfriends. A wag? Wives and girlfriends of sports players. <laughs> wives and girlfriends of sports players. Isn't that what wags means? Yes, but it's just so funny that it doesn't, it stands for wives and girlfriends sports. <laughs> but the thing about but the thing about these two is that they started on wags but they were not wives or girlfriends they were just friends they were like wag friends they were wag adjacent and they became yeah. on, more popular on wags because they were good and interesting and so they were like part of it and they're canadian yes Kate called them their accidental antagonist. She says, in part because of how clear it was, they did not particularly prescribe to the archaic rules of the universe they've been plopped into. Um, I'm going to quote her once again. In an interview, she said, this whole, like, wag thing, and there being a hierarchy to the whole system thing, it just, dot, 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 I'm not a big fan of it. So they were like, they never fit in. Now they have their own show. They're French, they're Kardashians. And it's, it's like classic reality structured where it's just a family that's it it's a family living their lives that's all a rich family 
Oh, it's WAG stands for wives and girlfriends. That's what I just said. But WAG, I thought you meant the S in WAG stands for sports. But it's just the S on the end of girlfriends. So it's wives and girlfriends. And then <laughs> of high profile sports persons. <laughs> the of high profile sportsmen is implied. So you could say like, oh, basically what WAG it does just be is wag. just where you don't have to know whether it's the wife or girlfriend, which is honestly kind of rude. It just like makes you not have to do a lot of work. The S should be lowercase. It should be WAG. It mm. is. It's it's capital WAG. Little Z. Little S. Little S? Little S. Oh, I didn't know that. Little S. Okay, explain Nat and Liv to me, Lindsay. Sorry, I'm still reading about the word wag. Wag came to be also used somewhat redundantly, deluxe edition wag girlfriend, although in such usage, girlfriend or wife could be interpreted as further denotive specification within the set of people fitting both the denotation and the connotation of wag, and increasingly in non-footballing contests. For example, the first girlfriend of comedian Peter Cook was described as a 60s wag, and actress Jennifer Ellison, because of her former choice of clothes, once the epitome of a wag. Oh my God, I love, sorry, I love this. You can also be uh, coined a waggery and also be called it's a waggery. wagged what's a waggery wagged what's a it's waggery a it's the noun waggery basically these wags came to connote a certain type of so like, person it's like and a so, waggery is like you don't need no hateration or holleration in this waggery like that sort of thing <laughs> yes okay yes apparently um Victoria Beckham was the first, the original wag. Is it a pejorative where you're like, oh, this wag? It can be. It can um, be. It can be. Is it because it rhymes with slag? Isn't slag like slut in, in British slang? I think the so. slag. This doesn't know. This doesn't. Wait. There are many celebrities who are also considered wags by either marrying or dating notable athletes. Some famous wag, some famous wags include Lala Anthony, Victoria Beckham, Giselle Bündchen, Cheryl, Sierra, <laughs> Aisha Curry, Hillary Duff, Savannah James, Khloe Kardashian, Carrie Underwood, and Gab- and Gabrielle Union. Half of those are well, broken up with their. We lost the the point. Nat and Liv. They are the stars of a new show called Relatively Nat and Liv. They started on wags now they have their own show the show is extremely boring and they each have a brother their promos are like shockingly dull where i when i was watching them i was like i can't believe we're still doing this like we're still doing this exact type of reality of show course after, you know, of, of course we are of course we are especially as a lead-in from the kardashians it's like a perfect companion piece mm-hmm. can i just say though i have a little bit of like a sus like a conspiracy about this what's your conspiracy so okay so th- they got a show on E! and it's the lead-in from the Kardashians. Okay. Months ago, Kate noticed that these women were becoming friends with Kim Kardashian. Yeah, because they were and in they the Kardashian actual Instagrams. look like Kim Kardashian. As the Daily Mail says, she has look-alike friends. Kim Kardashian proves she loves her pals to be mirror images of herself as she poses yeah. with Natalie Halcrow and Olivia Pearson. So, yeah. like, everybody is noticing that these women not only starting to look more like Kim, but they're in all of her photos. They came to her baby shower. They're just, like, mm-hmm. becoming part of her life. Do you think that Kim has a financial interest in having these women like slowly in her life. Are the Kardashians producers on the show? They might be. That's what I'm saying. If the That's- Kardashians are producers on the show, absolutely. So so she's like slowly like working them in and everyone's like, oh, who are these women? Who are these women? Who are these women? And it's like, oh, eventually it's like they have a show. Now you know. Yeah. I mean, they have a financial interest in E! doing well, you know? Just generally. I mean, of course, so they can keep their show. It's fun that this show is set in Vancouver that's like different than LA. It's different than where other 
reality you know it's i'll give it a shot because i i like trying out a reality show i you rarely do. follow you through do. but i like trying you one do. out you still watch i love auditioning uh, them uh cavallari uh i have to catch up i did finally start the second season it. and i have to catch up it's You're all done liar. the second You're season is all done i'm up. not lying i'm not lying you are not gonna, gonna catch, catch up, up. See, you won't watch up. Fleabag season two, but you will watch the. You will catch up on. Yeah, problem. <laughs> you have a problem. Problem. I can't believe her name is Fleabag. It's just is like, it on her birth certificate, or is that no, literally it's just not a nickname? Really, it's just glossed over because it's like they don't really call her anything. Do they ever call her Fleabag? I forget. <laughs> there is there ever a moment where they're like Fleabag? <sighs> I forget. Okay. I forget. It's not something I forget. I forget. Just watch the fucking show, you fucking idiot. There, there's a whole like where plastic surgery and like fillers and you know face augmentation was sort of something done in secret, something done in private. Like that still happens. A lot of people still don't like revealing when they have work done. Um, men and women, all sorts of people don't like revealing it. These women love it. They want everyone to know how much work they've had done. They're very it's proud the, of it, which I kind of find a lot of fun. Backlash to all of it. It's like. Owning it works for their brand. It's, it's also, like, you know, when you own it, then you get to promote it. And when you promote it, you get to educate or in your mind, you're educating about it. And then you get a platform and it gives you a pl- automatic platform as opposed to. Yeah. And also when you promote it, you get it. You get a discount. Oh, you get it free. And you might even get it free. Yeah. All their YouTube videos now are like us getting cool sculpting, us getting fins, face slimming or whatever. Us getting fillers on our jaw. Oh, my God. Imagine making two new friends and then the two new friends are like oh my god i like i love you you're such a good friend and then slowly you start realizing they have been getting surgery to look more like you like this that's what's actually happening well here. i mean it, to be fair there's a lot of women who get surgery to look like kim kardashian so the fact that two women that she knows are doing it is not that crazy no i know but what if it were you it's still we like we're conditioned to it because everyone's trying to look like kim kardashian now but right the real parallel is just someone doing it to you. I make a friend and then like the next time I see them, like their eyes are a little different. Like then they have like my, cause I have these very sad eyes. Then suddenly my friend has like sad eyes and I'm like, that's weird. Then like they have my nose and I'm like, that's weird. And then next thing you know, they look just like me and then they have a show on E and I'm like, what just happened? Where's my show? Yeah. Where's my show? It's very single white female for the new generation. Oh my God. Let's pitch it. Pitched. Pitched. They, we, they bought it. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> wow, they bought it. I love it. Me and Greece. Me and Greece. <laughs> Are you going to explain me and Greece? No. I can explain me and Greece. The worst thing I've ever said in my whole life. We were driving through mm. Nashville. You know, there's like a fake Parthenon in Nashville. Yeah, there is though. If you don't know, there is. Everyone, there's a fake Parthenon in Nashville. It's almost like the, to scale. It's like close. It's not quite the size of the OG Parthenon, but it's close. Like you get there and you're like, whoa, this is big. It's a fully, it's like a fully functioning building that happens to look like the Parthenon. But it's on the Vanderbilt campus. Is that where it was? Vanderbilt campus? Or the other college? I think Vanderbilt. Point is they built it for one of those like World's Ferry type things. And they were like, we're going to take it down afterwards. And then everyone was like, no, we like it. Keep it up. Which is what always happens with like World's Fair stuff. But they're like, it's only going to be temporary. And everyone's like, we love it. Keep it. So they did it. It's there. You can visit it. We were driving by the Parthenon. There was a parking lot for the Parthenon. The Parthenon parking lot said Parthenon parking only. And I read that aloud to myself, Parthenon parking only. And then I said, me and Greece, <laughs> just to myself. 
not really thinking anyone heard, and Lindsay heard me say, <laughs> "I was sitting me next to you." I was, we but I said it kind of under my breath, laughing at myself. It doesn't make any sense. It's fully like my brain has broke. No, my it was just like has- you. You were just like you were just saying. It was like almost this weird like. <laughs> It was like leftover said, debris from what your brain was doing. <laughs> like your brain had all these memes in it. And like you just thought of this. You were like Parthenon, like like in Greece. And so you saw the sign and in your mind, you you mixed the meme. I just said, I just said. Me and Greece. Me and Greece. And I was like, what? Parthenon parking only, me and Greece. And then <laughs> Lindsay like, lost her mind. And then basically for the rest of the week we were there, I everything was me and Greece. It doesn't make any sense. I was like, me did you Greece. mean to say that? And you were like, I guess, but also no. <laughs> It was just so funny. It just felt like it was the so... brain. It was a it was a broken it was an internet brain. All it of was our a brains broken are broken brain. because it was of like the a internet. loose wire in your brain, like fully just like just... desperate to make a meme, and it like didn't it didn't work. It's me fine. And me and Greece. Okay, someone is now banging directly in front of my desk. Great. I was wondering what that was. Yep. Stop banging, <laughs> please, for now. How do I get them to stop? I can't. <laughs> Okay, they're stopping. I don't think you get them to stop. I can't even. Stop! Speaking of me and Greece, by which I mean speaking of literally anything, because me and Greece can lead to literally anything, let's do an ad for Care-of. Care-of makes it easy to upgrade your health routine. And with summer approaching, everyone wants to make health and wellness a priority again. I get it. Like you do your New Year's resolution, then you do it, then you fall off, then you want to get back into it because it's like summertime, I'm out and about, I want to be healthy, blah, 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 blah. Carob's online quiz lets you know exactly what you need. It asks you about your diet, your health goals, your lifestyle choices, and it only takes five minutes. It's very fun. It's almost sort of fun because it's a little quiz. You answer the easy questions like how much sleep are you getting? Are you looking for more energy? Blah, blah. Do you need something to help weight management or healthy hair, skin, nails? It gets extremely personalized and then it tells you which vitamins and supplements you should be taking. Then it delivers daily vitamin and supplement packs, all customized to your recommendations, so you're only taking what you really need. It's pretty cool. I personally love how cute the little individual packs are. So does Lindsay, right? You love the little packs? Makes them easy to take them. Me opening my pack of care of vitamins. Me and Greece rips open, takes my vitamins and supplements from care of... For 25% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter promo code WHO. That's W-H-O. For 25% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter promo code WHO. W-H-O. Hi, Lizzie Bobby. Just on Bobby's story that he's watching My Lottery Dream Home. Um, Can you guys do a deep dive on the host? Because what the fuck is up with him? I need a full backstory. Um, I don't even know if he counts as a who because I don't know his name. He's just like the Cheshire Cat of HGTV. Okay, thanks. Crunch, crunch, bye. Cheshire Cat. The Cheshire Cat of HGTV. He really is. He really is. I'm obsessed with HGTV personalities because to me it feels like, because I don't watch very regularly, but it feels like an SNL sketch where they're just making up the different things because it's like, (laughs) like Linda's a brassy Chicago babe with a sledgehammer. And like David is like a, (laughs) what are you slamming? David's a South Florida designer and he loves color. Like it's very, (laughs) it's just very, it's so stereotypical and so like arranged that it feels like it's a joke sometimes when you see these people. Linda's a brassy Chicago babe with a sledgehammer. Yeah, because it's rehab addict. The woman who's like, rehab addict is wild. Sledgehammer, 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 sledgehammer. Sorry, it's a woman, it's just like a woman who looks like, 
Aaliyah Remini with a sledgehammer. If you could fix my house right now, it would feel just like a sledgehammer. It's like you would show up with a sledgehammer. Anyways, this is one of those guys. He hosts a show called My Dream, My Lottery. My Lottery Dream, Dream home. home. Which is a nightmare concept. Oh my God, the- it makes me sick. Normal people win the lottery. They have the sudden influx of cash and it's like, we want to buy a house, which is cool. Great. But it's like, on a surface level, you're like, this is great. This is optimistic. This is hopeful. We love stories about lottery winners. But every story about a lottery winner ends in tragedy. Haven't you oh. ever read like USA Today? Wait, haven't you seen the, didn't you see the canceled show like lottery number six or whatever, where it was all about lottery winners like being miserable? Half of every story in USA Today is like, so-and-so lottery winner is now dead broke and like all their family is fighting over the money. It's like, this is such a nightmare. But what makes the show kind of interesting is that they're not fully buying, like they may have won a million dollars, but they're still just buying, like there's normal a people. A normal house. Buying a house is expensive. It's it's really hard for most people in this country to buy a house. So it's like, yeah, they won a million dollars, but after taxes, that's less. And they're only buying like a $200,000 Which is home. funny because it's like you think the show is going to be these people buying these lavish houses, but it's, it's actually not. just normal people buying normal houses, which is <laughs> yeah. funny. Because this guy is so far from normal. Every once in a while. <laughs> Um, Every once in a while, um, they do like a full on mansion because they make a lot of they like people who want a ton of money. But for the most part, it's like kind of normally houses. So it's funny that you call about this because Bobby and I were literally in a hotel room in Nashville. Well, that's why they called because they saw my story. Oh, they did. (laughs) Yeah. They were like, can you talk about that guy? Well, we were watching the show and I was just like, who is this guy? And you were like, I was like, is he gay? And you were like, I don't know. And we were like in our beds, like Googling around, like trying to figure it out. And the only source that had anything about it was this website called South Florida Gay News.com. Well, every every website that's like, you know, the the computer, the computer website, the algorithm website that's completely written by bots was like in 2000, whatever. Bromstad came out to SouthFloridaGayNews.com and every website was referencing SouthFloridaGayNews.com and finally we go to it and it's an interview. He came out like forever ago. To, he was always openly gay, but he didn't actually say it to a publication until South Florida Gay News interviewed him. But that doesn't mean he came out to them. It just means no one cared. No one was talking to this guy until South Florida Gay News was like, hometown hero, David Bromstad, are you gay? And he was like, yeah, I'm gay. I have a boyfriend. That is what is cited by literally every website about this dude. He is the most unbelievable specific type of guy. He is gay. He's covered in tattoos and they're all Disney. Like I, it's un, it's an unbelievable type of person to me. When people call me a star, I think it's weird. I go, no, I'm just a person with a cool job. I'm here to rescue you guys. Please give me some love. Design Star was a great way to get ready for your own show. This is how I was discovered. And if this show didn't happen, then I don't know where I would be. So he won um, Design Star. Design Star, which doesn't exist anymore, but used no. to. It he was, was the HGTV's, first winner of Design Star. HGTV's like competition of to find the next like host or whatever. Now they have enough hosts or like enough. We got Linda doing rehab over in Chicago. It's or like whatever. Christina El Musa, she'll do a hundred shows. It's fine. They don't need any more David Bromstads, but he won. He hosted a show called Color Splash, which I think still might be on. And now he hosts my great big lottery family vacation or whatever it's called. <laughs> my lottery dream home. And the other reason you would know he was gay was because the only time he's ever been covered by the tabloids, honestly, is when he had this big drama with his boyfriend and his boyfriend sued him for like a ton of money. His ex, Mm -hmm. Jeffrey Jeffrey Glasgow, Glasgow. in 2004. Not Scotland, Glasgow with a K. So uh, 
it ended with a legal battle in 2015 actually not that long ago so jeffrey filed a civil lawsuit against david for breach of an oral nuptial like cohabitation Uh oh yikes that's like <laughs> that's like i lived very like for common law yeah it's very common and law partition of the condo they shared he legally alleged that david left him emotionally and financially devastated after david got caught up in a dark world of sex and drugs but david denied all allegations saying these false allegations are made by a desperate person david won the case Hmm. hmm. And then he got a new show on HGTV afterwards. Yeah, this was on the cover of Untouch. It did not the main cover, the small, like little cover. They got a little bit, little tiny, tiny, little, little tiny cover. face <laughs> with the little circle, with the little yellow circle. That's like HGTV right. dude, gay right. HGTV dude drama. That's right. Like, that's it, literally. Um, and they got the papers of the court because, of course, they did. Like, who else wants these? <sighs> The judge doesn't even want these. He's like, oh, you can, they, Untouched can have them. So they got the papers from the from the suit or whatever, and they, you know, they outlined, they uh, highlighted all the fun parts and put their, you know, their name over it so you couldn't steal it look, or whatever. And why would you want it? I don't know. Look, the point is this. Hey there, it's David, and I'm about to make a splash with Coffee Mate at Target, but I can't show you right now. It's a secret. It'll change the way you think about coffee. Look for it in the dairy aisle later this summer. Yep, you heard me. The dairy aisle. Wait. Coming soon. Wait. You heard me. The dairy Wait, aisle. I'm so confused. The splash that he's making with Coffee Mate is that it's in the dairy <laughs> aisle now? Yeah, because Coffee Mate's usually like powder and like shelf stable. But I guess there was like a fancy Coffee Mate that was like, it's real milk this time. Like you have to keep it refrigerated. So like we have to get David Bromstad to like do that ad. Like that's who is qualified for this also he misspelled coffee mate in this upload so like yikes it might not be him doing the uploading yeah who's doing the uploading who is uploading a david bromstead <laughs> coffee mate commercial that's not even the commercial it's a teaser for the commercial a target exclusive coffee mate you're saying ad. you think that's him i'm saying who the fuck else could it be <laughs> fair. fair who else is uploading this I was trying to get to the bottom of this Disney thing aside from being from Florida. Turns out he went to school. He went to the Ringling College of Art and Design in Sarasota. And he uh, worked as a Disney illustrator. So, like, that is part of his history. Mm -hmm. So, briefly, he was a Disney illustrator before he started working at HGTV. Well, he won the contest and he started at HGTV. Um, I was reading just, like, everything about him. He's just, like, like, there's just, like, a lot of funny stuff. And his rooms are, you got to check out, like, the rooms he designs because they're wild. This is wild. This is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my whole life. (laughs) It's, like, it's, like, the most... (laughs) How do I describe this? It's like a kid who, a gay kid who loved Disney suddenly got a ton of money and started decorating a big house with like expensive, ugly stuff. You know what it looks like? You know when you go to a hotel and it's like a boutique hotel and the hotel is like trying to uh, differentiate, say, from itself from other hotels by having like a giant lamp, not just like (laughs) a big lamp, like a giant big (laughs) lamp that's like a statement piece. Yeah. That's what his home is like. Like, let's do mismatchy furniture, but like as intentionally as a gag. And then you get up close to the furniture and you're like, wait, all this furniture is like kind of worn and gross and dirty. That's what it, that's what well, this that's, house is. I mean, that's like hotel shit right there. That's true. That's true. right. But I feel like that's his house, too, where you're like, oh, wow, look at your new house. But then you start getting a little closer and you're like, everything here is really kind of worn and nasty. Yeah, no, totally. That's like, why is there why are there stains on all of your chairs? Like that's sort of David Bromstad's house. Well, because everything is like stark white. So how can you help stark it? White, and then you've got the Florida light, like the just 
brutal Florida light coming in their giant windows. And it's just like every like it's just too the bright. You know, Florida it's too bright. Light. The brutal Florida light. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, I wish my apartment had more light, but this is too much light. You know? I just love the idea that his ex-boyfriend sued him for like the giant lamp in their apartment. Like, what are the pieces of weird ass furniture that his ex-boyfriend wanted from him? Like, is it this like furry rug that makes no sense? Or is it like one of these like swivel chairs that's like bright yellow? Or is it this piece of maybe artwork that looks like a glass glass is it this glass work you know the when you're in college and you get the poster of Marilyn Monroe or something and it's like the Marilyn Monroe yeah. photos that everyone has it looks like that person got too much money and grew up and they kept the same Marilyn Monroe posters design aesthetic in their apartment and that you know? Audrey Hepburn thing yeah it's the same aesthetic let's play a quick game of who them because we didn't play last week is Michael C. Hall a who or a them R.I.P. Amy Pop one two three who them Really? Michael C. Hall them? Really? I mean, maybe not. I don't know. Okay, fine. What would you say his biggest role is? Dexter. Apart from Dexter. Apart from Dexter. Dexter. Six Feet Under. He was the villain in Game Night, which is kind of fun. I love Okay, maybe you're right. I guess he's kind of like character actor if Dexter isn't on. And I was like, Dexter was like a huge, huge show. But people love Dexter. Maybe they just call him Dexter. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. Um, I just saw Kristen Johnson tweet that she's a C-list actress and it made me wonder if she's a who or a them. Um, is she just like a 90s them and a now who? Anyway, let us know. Crunch, crunch. One, two, three. Who, who. but character actress, who? Character actress, yes, who. Iconic right? character That's actress. That's what we would say. Yeah, we love her. Yeah. Um, like New York is over who? New York is over. I'm so bored I could die. Michael Barbaro, who are them? One, two, three. Who? Get out of here. Get I didn't know. Who? who host who? of The Daily Who. Get out of here. I don't need... The, like, you only know who he is. Well, a lot of people listen to The Daily. Maybe a lot of people know who he is. A is lot of people them? listen to The Daily, but I don't know. That's why I hesitated. Uh, he's definitely a podcast them. He's no Ira Glass. The only radio thems are like Ira Glass and like Terry Gross, like Howard and... I don't know, like Joe Rogan, I guess. Ugh, no, he's not. I'm like, who are the, you know. He might be a them. Uh, people love him. We are like not doing well at this today. I'm going to say he's a who. No, you're a who. You're a podcast host. I'm sorry. You're a who. Okay. Um. Hi, Who Weekly. Are Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen still thems? Because, I mean, clearly they were themmy, but they haven't done anything in like 15 years. So have they downgraded? Are they thems? Crunch, crunch. Bye. One, two, three. No. Them. Them. They're thems. They're still thems. Yeah, they're, they're thems. thems. I mean, they're so elusive too, like, and they're so mysterious that I feel like their allure really just adds, like, makes their them dumb, like, stick. Everyone's so obsessed with them, you know? Forever. Given, they're like, always two, going to be obsessed with them. Yeah, they've given, like, two interviews post being 10 years old, like, total, you know? That's so rare. They're still extremely successful. Their names are still, you know... They, like... Wanted to be in fashion and they got in fashion. Well, I guess that's yeah. what happens when you're rich. And they're, but extremely, like and they're extremely successful in fashion. Okay. Jufion Stevens. Who are them? GFPT. One, two, three. Who? 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 Mm, them? Mm, no, he's a who. You think so? I think so. Okay. He's like a, a solid, tough. consistent indie names who. Tough. The name's and, tough. You're like, yeah. wait, what? Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, was, he wasn't around for a long time. He got the Oscar nomination a couple years ago, so that's cool. But I still think he's a, a who. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. He's, okay, he's yeah. also elusive. He's very elusive. Please mm-hmm. don't get me okay. started. Did you guys know that Molly Shannon's husband 
name is Fritz Chesnut. Um, Molly Shannon, who are them, I guess, I think we already know the answer about whether or not Fritz Chesnut is a who are them. Okay, love you guys. Fritz Chesnut is a visual artist. Molly Shannon, who are them? One, two, three. Them? Molly Shannon, you think? Yeah. Mm, okay. One, two, three. Them? Them? You're not saying get- it. Them? Them? I am. I don't know. I think she's one of those SNL thems. People people know her. You think so? People know her name. People know her face. Like she's like a Tina Fey. She's a Tina Fey Amy Poehler. Yeah. The I think SNL them. I think in terms of like name recognition and like character legacy, people still remember her. She's still around. She, has a, she still has a lot of like brand capital, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. root for her, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Interesting. People like want her to get like a drama acting out nomination or something you know like remember people really say about other people you know yeah i'm just i'm i'm still i'm still a little yeah okay i'll give it i'll give it to you her husband is a who give it to her fritz chestnut who (laughs) okay last one okay so given your recent conversation about uh jonathan chevin's uh potential lack of fiber i was wondering is metamucil a who or a them um good form bella thorne one two three them. (laughs) them Yeah. Name another fiber supplement. That is the them of fiber supplements. Name what another else is that? Uh, Benefiber. Benefiber. That's, Benefiber. That probably. is not of them. That's not Our of friend them. Bex is the voice of, of Metamucil commercials. She is. You should play that right here. Yeah, I should. Great voice. Feel less hungry with the natural fiber and clinically proven meta-appetite control from Metamucil. Great voice for Metamucil commercials. Great voice for anything. Um, with that, we are done. Thank you for calling. Thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for still being here after like an hour-long episode. Um, if you want to call in for next week, call 619-WHO-THEM. As always, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Support us on Patreon.com slash WhoWeekly. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It's a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, long time. I know you guys hate corrections, but I just had to defend the honor of great stomping lady, um, who Bobby called Olive Stomping Lady, but that's understandable. Uh, Bobby said that she never, she didn't get hurt, which is why it's okay to laugh and it's funny. I do agree it's really funny, but she broke several ribs. Uh, she was like very much hurt, uh, stomping on those grapes. Um, and then, the best part of the video is afterwards when it cuts back to the news anchors and they just go, yelch. Anyway, uh, Scarjo Yummy Pop, uh, Crunch Crunch, Double Dykes, bye.